2: if I can't get it on my own. If you don't like the way I'm living, just leave this bald headed country boy alone. What's up, folks? Thank y'all for tuning into the Josh Terry podcast. Hey, I want to start off this show by telling you about some of our new sponsors global net insurance agency mr dusty lewis over in eastman georgia you can reach him right now at 478-374-7977 this is who i got insurance with folks mr dusty has took care of me for an extremely long time uh even when i'm late on my insurance uh, i can message him on facebook he always takes care of me and his staff there are just awesome over at global net so please do me a favor Y'all reach out to them now and tell them that I sent you. Here's another new one for y'all. Lori's Dive-In. She feeds me quite regularly. She's over in Alamo, Georgia. She has brought me everything from this amazing chicken salad to these Philly cheesesteaks. Dude, I'm telling you, they're just really, really good. Uh, Full menu on site. They cater. They do carry out. Just really cool family atmosphere. Every time I've been there or they've brought me stuff, uh, you just can't beat it, and the price is really good, and Miss Lori is just awesome. Uh, Thank y'all for becoming a sponsor on the show. I'm always excited when somebody that I went to school with turns out to be successful and is doing well for themselves. Shout out to Mr. Dustin Smith, Dr. Dustin Smith, and owner of Middle Georgia Total Health Center. He's my chiropractor. Uh, I'm always standing up tall. I'm always feeling good, and it's because of this guy. He's got an office in Eastman at 285 Plaza Ave. And uh, he also has a location at 126 North 2nd Street in Cochrane. You can call his Eastman office at 478-6011 or the Cochrane office at 478 934 Zero one, look them up on Facebook at Middle Georgia Total Health or email them midga total health at gmail.com. Go check out Dr. Smith and all of his staff, uh, he's going to get you feeling right. You're not going to be disappointed. You go get Mr. Smith's hands on you. I told y'all the other day about my guy over at Oxley Performance Computers. Matt Oxley has took care of all of our computer needs. He's got me set up with a whole new PC. Uh, My soundboard, my everything is running way better. Uh, I did not know how bad off I was just getting something from Best Buy. This dude has hooked me up to where my laptop's better, my desktop's better, everything that I needed, he hooked me up with and he did it for a damn good price. Y'all go check out Matt Oxley at Oxley Performance Computers at, and here's his website at oxleypc.com. That's where you can find him at on Facebook as well. Go look my dude up and tell him to hook you up. I told y'all we had several new sponsors on the show, and right here is the last one. So y'all hold tight, and then we're going to roll into the show. This one right here is why I've been looking so damn good, though. Miss Reagan. Reagan rise fitness she helps men and women lose fat and build muscle she customized nutrition and training plans workouts can be done in the gym or at home she has hooked me up told me what to eat told me how much to eat and also gave me a workout plan that doesn't hurt my body you can find her at facebook at Reagan, that's R-A-E-G-A-N, last name M-I-L-H-O-L-E-N, and her I-G-R-A-E-G-A-N-A-R-I-S-E, Fitness. Go check her out. Tell her I sent you. Tell all the sponsors of the show that I sent you. Make them feel some love, and thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the Josh Terry Podcast now. Let's see who guests are today. Folks, with me today, uh, straight from Nashville, I got two guys that uh, I've got the pleasure of seeing at some Riders' Rounds and uh, drinking a little bit and hanging out with. I want to introduce y'all to uh, Mr. Cameron Havens. I am saying Havens, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having
2: me. Yeah, anytime, brother. And skinny, little skinny. uh, I, I have a rule, Ethan. I know you don't know this. I hate calling people nicknames. Like, I, I, I despise when a grown-ass man has a nickname. But, Little Skinny, for some reason, I don't mind calling you that, dude. Nobody really knows my real name, so
4: I guess it's kind of uh, the go-to toys.
2: So, what was funny, the other day, I guess your family came to Nashville, and I saw yeah. where, where they had, like, uh, added some pictures on Facebook or whatever. And I thought it was like a throwback of you, your little brother. Uh, like the first time you had been to Nashville or something. And I was like, all right, okay. I get where little skinny came from now. And then next day, I know there's a picture of you all together. I was like, okay.
4: Yeah. yeah I got a little brother, man. What's was crazy was, you know, I was on American Idol when I was 15. And then I went back last year and my brother was 15, the same age I was on American Idol at the same time. And he went with me. So they did a whole story on Idol about how he looked exactly like I did when I was 15 on the show and he was back there with me and we did a whole segment. It's, was quite crazy. He, he started to change a little bit, not look at as much like I do, but dude, a couple of years ago, it was, it was very prominent.
2: How, uh, how far did you get on idle?
4: So the first time I made it to the top 200 and then the uh, second time I made it to the top 64, but.
2: Hell yeah, dude. Well, uh, before we get started and we start talking shit, uh, Cameron, drop your social media and everything, uh, everything you got from TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Uh, let's uh, let's give my reason to go find you.
3: I don't have Twitter. I think it's a dumpster fire. Uh, I have Instagram. It's just Cameron Havens underscore. Facebook is just Cameron Havens, and TikTok is just Cameron Havens underscore.
2: And you, little skinny, what yeah. else, what's all your social media, bro?
4: Yeah, man, I. I... Mike camera, I think Twitter's dumpster fire as well, so I don't have Twitter, but I have everything else. So y'all look up at lil underscore skinny, and it'll pop up. Everything's at lil underscore underscore music or something like that. But if you type in lil skinny, I'm the long hair guy with the guitar. So <laughs> uh, I,
2: the
4: there's two of us. I'm not the rapper. Another guy.
2: Yeah, he's obviously not a rapper. We, if anybody <laughs> knows, there's only one rapper, country rapper, that is ever going to be allowed to be on the show, and that's Jelly Roll. And besides for that, uh, that's. I'd hate fucking country rap. I hate everything about it, but Jelly Roll is a cool son of a bitch to me.
4: Oh, that's my boy. That was the first person I met in town. First uh, night. No shit. First night, dude. It was rough, but it was it was fun.
2: He is uh he's one that I'm still waiting to meet. I haven't got to bump into him yet.
4: We gotta make that happen, Josh. We yeah. make that happen.
2: Well, uh, I'm already pissed at you like so much. You got to hang out with Daly, and Daly is like my spirit animal.
4: That's dude. That's my boy. So, uh, so we're both from Arkansas, and there uh, that's thats a crazy story, man. I won't take too much time on it, but uh, we were—I uh, was hanging out one time playing at Doghouse on the barbie, and this dude walked in. I don't know if you're familiar with the NFL quarterback Ryan Mallett, player yeah. for Arkansas, yeah. So- John's a good friend of mine, and uh, he came in to surprise me, and uh, he started filming me. He started sending shit to Justin Moore and John Daly and everything. Only re- One reply to, of, like, five people he sent it, this video to was John. And he's like, dude, I like this kid. What's his name? What does he go by? And I went to text him on Ryan's phone, and we talked to a little bit. Didn't think nothing about it. Rocks on about a month and a half later, I walk into Losers, and I walk up, and i run right into John Daly coming off the stage. And he's like, "Skinny." I know you. you're the dude from Ryan Mallet and all that stuff, and so he remembered me right on the spot. So we hit it off, and he asked me to come play some lead for him. And then he came back to Losers a couple of nights, and I get called, he's like, Hey, skinny. And he, he, so he either calls me a little skinny or sticks for some reason, I don't know why, but every now and then he just starts calling me sticks, and I'm like, Don't know where that came from, but uh, yeah, man. So I've, I've played guitar for him like three times in two weeks, it was fun, man. He's
2: wild. Sticks well, is sticks is a golf reference, Skinny. Yeah, so I,
4: I don't play golf. <laughs> yeah, he calls me sticks all the time. So I'm like, well, "What does this guy call me sticks for?"
2: <laughs> Cameron. Uh, so the last time I saw Skinny, I have a I have a reputation, dude, of having the most fun of anybody at a bar. Most fun. We were at Losers, dude, and we. We're having a blast. Bobby Pinson was buying us shots. I mean, it was it was just an amazingly good night. Somebody threw a dildo. <laughs> on, know, a good night. <laughs> yeah, somebody out of nowhere throws a fucking dildo on like right there, and for some reason I thought it was a good idea to pick this dildo up, take my cowboy hat off, and I'm ball headed, and it had a suction cup on the end of the dildo. I and saw I, that on social media somewhere. And I stuck it on my yeah. I stuck it on my head, dude. And I started doing like this the Dixieland Delight. Like I was I was a real dickhead, man.
4: It <laughs> was it was he was King Dickhead for the night. God I, I
3: saw that from like five people on Instagram.
2: Uh yeah, it was weird. Uh which I don't care. I literally Nashville is my second home now, and I would have never thought. Uh, I would have never thought it was gonna be because I don't like a lot of people there. <laughs> I like I like the people that I like. Like uh, I just
3: thought you lived here. Like when no. you texted about this, you were like twelve Eastern time, and I thought you were just trying to be like cool man. And I was like, so you mean eleven?
2: <laughs> I no. didn't know
3: you live in Georgia.
2: No, I there's no way I could live in Nashville. Uh, yeah. my well, my daughter lives here. My studio's here. Um, but I just – I don't want to live in Nashville. I like the fact that when I go there, there's stuff that's still new to me. Uh, and I like the fact that every, th- every time I go, it's a new experience or I meet somebody that I haven't met before. And I just – I couldn't do it all the time. That I would, I would be Keith Whitley as far as uh, drinking problem, drinking myself to death. I, I already have a problem in bumfuck Egypt in the middle of Georgia. There is no way I could have access to all those women and all those bars and everything, and not just do myself in. Um. But anyway,
4: what was you saying? I was just saying balance.
3: It takes the key is balance, and it's hard to find. <laughs> I
2: don't. I don't even know what that word means skinny.
3: It's so funny because like I don't I don't drink. Uh yeah. And all my friends do. And it like I think it took a little while for everybody to realize that like just because I'm not drinking with everybody doesn't mean I like I don't like to hang out until four or five in the morning and like party with everybody. It's just uh I know I will either whichever way you want to look at it, I'll either be real bad at drinking or way too good at it, depending <laughs> on how you look at it.
2: Hey, I have a lot of respect for it. That's why I don't do drugs. Uh, I literally tell everybody. Uh, everybody thinks that I do everything under the sun. I only drink. Uh, now, I might eat an edible, but I don't consider anything with marijuana a drug. Uh, but if I was to do, like, let's just say cocaine as an example. If I was to do cocaine one time, I would be stealing catalytic converters by the end of the fucking night. <laughs> there, there, I'm a full blown crackhead before the end of the week. I know that there's no, there's not going to be a middle with me.
3: I think some people, uh, the way I put it is like some people are uh, are born with a dimmer switch and some people are born with a light switch. And uh, and God just didn't give me a dimmer switch. You know, it's either on or off. There's no real uh, in between. With I think just how my personality is.
2: Speaking, speaking of the good Lord, that's how I got to. Uh, that that's where I bumped into you, kind of. at, Not at church, obviously, but uh, I got to see you at the local last time I was in town. And uh, my big brother, who's like my big brother, Lee Tucker, was on stage with you, and uh, he had heard your song "Hanging On by a Halo" before. And he looks over at me, and he's like, "Josh, shut the fuck up. Listen to this song." And uh, he, because he knows what I like, he knows exactly. What is this going to hit my soul? And, uh, dude, that that's – I have listened to Hanging On by Halo. I can't tell you how many times. And I was telling you before we got started. Skinny, by the way, you got to send me some uh, demos and work tapes. Uh, because I-, I, I, have, I have a rule – not a rule. It's a kind of a game I play with my buddies. So, yeah. around here, nobody does music where I live. Like, all my buddies that are my hometown guys – They don't know a goddamn thing about music besides they like listening to it. So every once in a while, I'll play them a work tape or a demo, and I just want to get their reaction. Same way that y'all, when y'all play a new song in front of people, you just want to see, you know, sometimes what everybody looks like when they're listening to it. And, uh, yeah, and, dude, I'm telling you, when I played the other day when he was riding dirt roads and I played Hanging On By Halo, the two guys I was with at the time, drinking beer just having a good time and i was like dude i want y'all to hear this song and uh they're just like oh shit where they can we get this at right now and i always i always appreciate that because it's like okay i wasn't wrong when i heard this song how damn good it was
3: oh man thank you i'm proud of that one i'm excited and like i don't know it's just that sometimes like that song started as something completely different and uh and we were sitting there and I had this line that I'd thrown out, and then we were, we were like, man, this song's not that good, but that line is really cool. And it was, you know, my angel's flying fast as he can go and I'm hanging on by a halo. And then we are like, well, let's just keep this and run with it and see what happens, which happens a lot more, I think, than people realize with writing songs.
2: Yeah, uh, same thing kind of happened with Skinny, too. Um, yeah. He caught me off guard. And, like, I wasn't – when I heard Hanging On by the Halo, even though I know Lee was, like, kind of pointing it out that it was going to be good, uh, I, didn't, I didn't get it right at first as far as, like, I didn't know where it was going. I'm um, just so used to drinking songs. Like, that's my shit. Like, I love a good, sad drinking song. I listen to Keith Whitley more than I listen to anything. Like, that's, that's my go-to of all time. And um, so when you hit that hook on that song – it's just like, oh shit, this is so good. Like it ties it together perfectly. Thanks. I just love it. But Skinny, his ass, somehow we ended back up at Bobby Pinson's studio. At, the studio. At, the at,
4: hotel. Yeah. See dude,
2: I don't even know where we had been at like before. And Skinny surprised me because uh this some of y'all, and I don't mean this in no disrespect because Mark Oriott uh, I'm sure both of y'all know Mark's punk ass. I played with
4: Mark last night. Yeah. He's one
2: of my best friends, but Mark doesn't look like a musician. He looks like he sells fucking meth. Like <laughs> we, call, me and Kimberly Atwood, call him Meth Mark. Like and he then d- you find out he used to be an EMT. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, I'm still waiting to find out that he got fired for stealing drugs off of it, uh, off of it. Like, but. Him and Baker Grissom was down here a couple of weeks ago, and uh yeah. and like I have to tell Mark this every time I'm around him, I love him so much, and I think he's so talented, and he sounds great, and he's a great writer and everything, but he doesn't look the part. Some people do, some people don't, and y'all guys look more the part than than Mark does. But when I saw – when I saw when I heard that song from you, Hang On By Halo, it seems like some – how do I put this? Some middle-aged guy that's been through some shit sings that song, you know? And I get that you, a lot. Yes, yeah, like <laughs> somebody who's been through some hell and bad, which you never know who's what somebody's been through or whatever. But that's what, like, you expect to hear that song out of. And you, you kill it, so great job on it. But Skinny's the same way. Skinny opens his mouth when we're at the studio that night at 5 o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. On a yeah. damn dobro. <laughs> On a dobro, and I'm just like, okay. Well, I thought I was gonna hate this guy, like, uh, cause he I automatically hate anybody's that skinny. Like, uh, I already hate anybody that is that fucking small. And you could tell, cause I love Vaden, and I, that was really the first night I'd ever even been around Bobby that much. And I already was like, look up to him, cause I think he's just amazing. Yeah. And, uh, but I've never like been that close to him. I've known Vaden for a long time. And the way that like Bobby was like, I want to hear you play some and everything. I was like, Oh, okay. So this guy's got to be good. So I hated you for, cause Bobby wanted to hear you play. <laughs> so I hated everything about you. And then you started playing and I'm sitting back on the couch and I'm like, well, goddamn, now I can't hate him. <laughs> I like, I like this kid. That was a weird night for me. I got locked. That was of- weird night.
4: Yeah, dude, I, Dude, it's crazy how I met those guys, man. I don't know if you've heard the story about how I met Bobby, but it was all over me wearing a fur coat. I don't know if you heard that. but
2: No, I want to hear it now because it sounds stupid enough that I'm going to like it. You're going to love it. So,
4: we were in Red Door one night. I had been here for a week, and, uh, about a week, week and a half, and I walked in the Red Door. and me, I had been hanging out at the local. Me and Jeffrey became good friends. And Jeff and Bobby were standing over the bar, so I just go up there, and I kind of know who Bobby is, but not really. And uh, Bobby's standing over there, and I've got this big ass, like, chinchilla fur coat on. I mean, it goes down to my knees, great big, like, just pimp coat. And I got chains on and everything, and I got a pimp hat that matches it. It's kind of khaki colored. Just come in there, just doing my thing, you know, being skinny. And I walk up to the bar <laughs> there, and I'm talking to Jeffrey, and all of a sudden I just feel somebody start petting my arm, just like petting it. And I look over, and it's Bobby, and he looks at me and he says, Kid, what's your name? My name's a little skinny, so a little skinny. My name's Big Fatty. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we all started just busting out laughing, and uh, we get to hanging out there. And He said, Kid, I'm gonna have to put that fur coat on.
2: I said, oh, Are you now?
4: He's like, Yeah, so I want to put that fur coat on. Just like, Trust me, just take it off. I said, All right, so I took it off. I'll put it on Bobby. I mind you, I've been in that bar for about 45 minutes, just around there and hadn't run into him. Nobody's asked a picture for me with me, nothing, just you know, everybody's like, Oh, that's a cool coat. Bobby puts on this fur coat, and I swear we took about 45 to 50 pictures with girls because everybody want a picture with Bobby Pence in my fur coat. And uh, we've just been best friends ever since. So he, he's kind of crazy.
2: He is the smoothest, coolest person, dude. I, I like
4: this I love
2: him. He's my
4: boy. I love
2: him. I can see you in a fur coat, though. I like, I, one thing that I like about you body. is your style. I like I like your style. The, what was the picture that you posted the other day in the the red uh the red button up the pearl snap that the had the, the tassels underneath
4: it? Yeah, the fringe on it. Yeah, That's, <laughs> Cameron, yeah, we got to get
2: we got to get you some some of this stuff. I think I think what I, did have,
3: you? I have four pairs of the same jeans. I find one t shirt I like, and I'll buy six of them. Like.
2: I like loud, obnoxious stuff. Like I didn't realize it till like the past, I don't know, year or two. The louder the colors are, just the weirder it is, the more I want to wear it. Yeah, I'm the same way.
4: I like I like cool shit like that. I like being I like being seen.
2: Yeah, well, I'm already loud as hell, dude. So it's <laughs> it's hard not to notice me. Uh, I'm usually in the way of something. I'm usually aggravating the shit out of somebody or doing something. I I can't help it. I get to drinking and I try to be the life of the party. Yeah, the dildo
4: proved that. That's that was that was uh yeah. You didn't have to prove anything else after I saw that. I I just knew that was that was your style.
2: <laughs> you. I'm just glad you didn't leave and go with us after the bar. That was the yeah, worst night ever. I was-
4: but, yeah, yeah, I know that I'm smart. I was just like, all right, once the bar shuts down at 2 a.m., it's time for me to go home.
2: Yeah, I'm never, ever listening to white bitches in Nashville at 3 o'clock in the morning again. I will never listen to a white girl again that late in, at night. They're the worst. Yeah, they get you into some shit in the thick of it. I get myself in enough trouble, though. Cameron, you better be glad that you're engaged, man. How long have you been engaged? By By the way, how old are both of you? 24. I'm 22. Oh, yeah. You're a good kid, Cameron. You better stay that way. Uh I uh I met my fiance in high school. Oh, that's sweet. Been together by the time we get married,
3: we'll have been together seven years.
2: That's okay. a, when are y'all getting
3: married? November 17.
2: Congratulations. Where are y'all getting married at?
3: I uh in in Texas, in Palmer, Texas, at Tammy Wynette and George Jones Farm.
2: Oh well, pretty- fuck you. Yeah. This dude's is- uh-huh.
3: but uh we met in high school i uh i was in uh i was such a bad student dude um i love to write and so yeah i'd be in english or whatever and they'd give us a prompt and or whatever and i'd just write whatever i thought was worth writing about even if they failed me you know just because i was like if i'm gonna write something i just want to write you know i turned in songs as essays before and uh and I was in chemistry and uh she's real, she's real smart um in every way except choosing guys, I can guess. Um, and I was kind of copying her lab report. And uh and then she made me wait like a year. And, and then I asked her out, and we've been going out ever since.
2: Dude, that's adorable. Are you from
3: Texas? Yeah, yeah, I'm from Hazlitt, Texas. But uh we went on our first date. The song No Hands came on, you know, that Fetty Wap song. Oh, yeah. And she rapped every word in my car, and then I was like, oh, shit, I'm in love. Like...
2: <laughs> if I had to guess, that was not going to be the song that you fell in love to, but hey, fuck it. No, it's
3: just it. like we didn't know each other that well, and it came on, and she just turned, like, reached for the radio, turned it up, and just didn't miss a beat. She just said every word. And I was
2: just like, okay, all right, I get it now. Like, you, you keep that girl. Don't you ever turn out like me? Oh geez, it, ass, man, skinny. I'm gonna guess you're single. Oh yeah, that's Oh, yeah. uh, you're definitely getting herpes. <laughs> yeah. uh you're dead. you hey, will be
3: lucky uh, with herpes. That's a curable.
2: Oh wait, no, yeah. it's not. No, that no, sticks around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just better look. I'm going to tell you. Go Don't ahead. Take it, damn it. Go ahead and find you a health department that you like. You're gonna, you're gonna need it.
4: Spend <laughs> some time there.
2: Hey, look, I'm going to tell you. I, I make the joke all the time on this show. Every time I leave Nashville, my ass stops in Macon, Georgia, on the way back at the health department. Whether something's burning or not, I'm getting a fucking shot of rofecid, and something. I'm ta- I am getting something.
3: Skinny's gonna be that guy at like. You ever see someone, I notice it a lot in Nashville, where I'll, you know, I'll see an old songwriter or something like that at around and you just look at them and you're like, "Mm, you got kids you don't know about. Hell yeah,
2: he absolutely does. Yeah. Kid Rock looks younger than Skinny. (laughs) Every time I see Skinny, that's who I think of. Like you look like you might be Kid Rock's dad. You're oh, not. God. You're not gonna age well, big guy. I've,
4: I've heard. I've heard. I've heard the other way around. I've heard Kid Rock might be my dad. But I've never heard that I'm Kid Rock's dad.
2: <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. No, you definitely. Y'all too. i I'm surprised. Have you? I would you know in daily. Uh, I'm surprised y'all had not bumped into each other yet. You and Rock.
4: And dude, I have not. Dude, I've missed him. Like I've seen him going by in Ubers and stuff where I was going to hang out. And he was leaving. Like yeah. I. have him like by this much that's the one dude I've wanted to fucking meet but with uh daily and uh, jelly and all the guys I know I, I figured that was gonna happen I missed I missed Dana White and uh Kitty Rock one night is what I heard by just a
2: matter of seconds but I don't know if it's it's gonna do me any good to ever get in those circles because this is what's gonna happen. They're either <laughs> gonna really really like me or they're gonna <laughs> really fucking hate me. I like Daley would love you. I hope he would God I hope he will. He's, my, he's my spirit animal. All right. that that means a riot. We uh we played in that uh we uh I like doing charity like charity things and like we do some stuff with the creative vets up in Nashville. So we yeah. got we got to play at his golf course at um at uh, Oak Hill or is it Oak Hill? It's, I think uh, that it's Oak something. I can't remember what it is. Or is it Old Hickory? That's what it is. Old Old, H- Old Hickory I could not remember. And and I drove uh, I drove the green on a par four, but I got a little help from a cart path. And uh, all I could think about, because I was drunk as hell by the time I got, did this, and I was like, I just want to tell John Daly that I drove a par four on his fucking golf course. Like, that's all I wanted to do. Like, I was just so happy. And then I talked to Aaron Lewis for like 45 minutes, and he's another guy that I'm just obsessed with that I think he's just amazing, dude
4: hung out with him a couple of times. Aaron's been really cool to
2: me. He, he was so cool. So um me and him got to talking, and I don't know if I've told this story on the show yet or not, but uh, one of the things before I worked in radio, um, like I used to do a lot of stuff with mental health awareness and all this kind of things. So when I was in school, I used to love writing poetry, and I got some poems that were published in Young Poets of America. But I was an athlete. And I got called faggot for writing poetry. And, like, I quit writing because of it. Uh, Baseball team picking on me and everything. So, from the age of 13 until working with creative vets starting in January this year, like, helping out, Jesse Wayne Taylor got me to start writing again. I've never wrote music, never played guitar, nothing. And, uh, like, he's got me trying to do it a little bit and everything. And uh, I was telling – I was telling – aaron lewis that story and everything and he, he was so cool about it he was like look he's like dude i used to get picked on i was in the choir he said i was the uncoolest kid i was in the choir when i was in high school and he's like and as soon as i got in all those people that used to pick on me was in the front row of my show singing my songs and i was just like you know what the nerds and the people that was already like true to themselves in high school were the coolest people ever they, oh, yeah. they, they really were
3: I tell that to like I tell that to my sister too, like which my sister does fine in high school, but yeah. uh, I was like, it's just four years, and it's so yeah. hard to explain that to someone in the middle because when you're in high school, four years that's a quarter of your life, you know, and like trying to explain to some like I was on the water polo team, dude. That's not exactly on people's
2: list. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that was a real thing until you just yeah said yeah. It.
3: No no thing. No horses involved though. a lot of your, people...
2: your high school definitely had more money than mine.
3: No, no. We just uh, we had to like basically steal another school's equipment. OK. They, I had a my, my our swim coach, I guess, at one point dated the guy who did all the water polo stuff in the area. Uh, and so she was able to go like get a bunch of gear. <laughs>
2: yeah it's crazy i I try to tell um i I just got into an argument the other day with somebody. their kid anybody's listening to this, this is a disclaimer. don't fucking listen to me if your kid sucks at sports what I'm about to say. Good God, I don't need another fucking parent mad at me.
4: Lord knows i did
2: god so but here's the thing. I tried to explain to this parent that if your kid isn't great at football, yeah. I was decent at football. I was pretty good. But you had those kids that were tackling dummies, that were second string or whatever, that first string abused. Like, they were literally punching bags for us or whatever, right? And I tried to tell them that, look, your kid could be really good at music. Your kid could be really good at something else. Talk to your kid. Yeah, talk to your kid. Explain to them, hey – Instead of you getting abused every day and never getting to play and all this kind of stuff, why don't you try picking up an instrument? Why don't you try writing something? Why don't you try something else? Like, you don't have to come out and say, hey, you suck at this. Like, you suck at football or you suck at basketball. But let's let's try to find you another hobby, something you can put some time and effort into and you can actually get something back out of.
3: Yeah. Then we wouldn't have Rudy, man.
2: Yeah, but fuck Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that story screwed more kids up than anybody i love that movie but i swear to you that that probably caused more people to get paralyzed than than <laughs> that's drunk like drivers. The,
3: the michael jordan thing everybody uses the michael jordan played jv you know how many points a game he dropped on jv and it was as a freshman like he it's not that I think that was more like that coach knew it'd be better for him to not be the best ever his entire life.
2: Yeah. No shit. Like, right. Yeah. This, this mother was literally telling me it was about basketball. She was like, my son wants to play uh, college basketball and in the NBA. And I'm like, how tall is he? Uh, she's like, he's five, six. And he's in the 10th uh, grade. And I was like, he's five, six. He's Caucasian. His ass ain't getting no bigger. Let's do something else. Let's teach him something else. And she's like, I don't want to discourage him. I was like, darling, look, uh, you're not discouraging him. He's never going to get past that point. Like, he has physical limitations. Like I can't compete with LeBron. It don't matter how good of a three I could shoot, and I can't. I'm not saying I could. But he's going to pack my shit. Anybody that is six, three, six four is going to pack every shot that I have as a physical limitation. But maybe they can't write a song. Man,
3: it's weird because, like, I, don't, I mean, you figure all that stuff out on your own. Like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a fighter pilot, you know? And, like, that's what I wanted to do, man. And then I have, like, a bunch of heart conditions and stuff like that. Like, no way I was ever going to get to be a fighter pilot. Uh, But my mom never was like, hey, dude, your heart doesn't work. (laughs) It ain't going (laughs) to happen. You know, I just figured it out. And, like, it was more like, you know, I picked up a guitar. And it was, first off, any time you pick up an instrument or songs, even if you're good compared to the rest of the people around you, you still suck. Like, it just takes time and you have to be okay with sucking yeah when you move to nashville and you're from a small town i'm sure i'm sure skinny has this happen too but people think like you made it just because you went to nashville
4: (laughs) Uh, you started over yeah
3: people will ask me you know like for the on their kids behalf you know like what should they do or Uh, And I always tell them, you know, if you can picture yourself doing anything else, go do that thing. You have to be able to not picture yourself doing anything else ever. 100%. You have to be real okay with sucking for a really long time. And it really helps to not be good at anything else. (laughs) If you get like, (laughs) I have zero other skills.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Uh, I have to tell – so, with my studio being the only thing around here that allows musicians to come in here to uh, record demos, to do other things like that, I get parents that ask my advice on what you were just talking about all the time. And it's literally where – it's very heartbreaking to some of these parents. But y'all know just like I do, the best musician in a small town – don't even hit the top 200, top 500 when you get to Nashville. Like, uh, it, yeah. it, it,
4: it's
2: it's not. It's, you know, I think that the folks that that we're friends with, I think there's some really, really damn talented people that we're all associated with. But then every once in a while you see somebody and you're like, how did this person never break through? How did this person never make it? And I'll play – like a song from that person or I'll show them like this person's still up there and they're pushing and they're 35, 40 years old. Uh, right. I play my buddy, my real good friend, who I'm going to the lake with here in a few minutes, Dustin Heron. I don't know if y'all know him or not. God, I love that dude. All right. So Dustin's one of those. He's been at it for 10 years. JC Anderson, another one of our real good friends. Right, they've been at it for 10 years and I'll play these parents. their music. And I was like, your kid's not that good. I'm not knocking your kid, but you're not so before you spend, y'all know what rent's like in Nashville. Like Mm -hmm. before before you go up there and you go broke, this if they're not where they want to be yet, are you willing to pay that much money that long a period of time and not get where you want to be? Like it's it's hard. I, I always tell everybody, especially around here, try to play your local bars try to, like, hone your skills, try to, like, build a reputation here first, save some money, and then take a shot after you get some good songs wrote up under your belt, learn how to write a good song, and do all that yourself first before you get up there. Because I've seen a lot of people just probably like y'all had to get up there and just get lost.
3: Man. man. Yeah, go ahead, brother. Go ahead, Skinny.
4: I mean, I was going to say, man, the best thing was for me, dude, when I was 18, I walked in – my... My, uh, my living room to my parents. I told them, I said, all right, guys, I'm fixing to graduate high school here in a couple of weeks. I'm moving to Nashville. And they're like, hell no, no, you ain't, you ain't going anywhere. And so uh, I, and dude, I think the best thing for me is and college is not for every, everybody, but college was really good for me. Cause I need to grow the hell up. And uh, I got a good four years of just kind of growing up. Mainly, mainly is all I learned from college. I didn't learn a lot, but uh, it was a good kind of thing to kind of grow up. And then, uh, I played, like, tons of shows during college and kind of honed my craft that way just because it gave me some time to kind of grow up a little bit.
3: I dropped out of community college. Uh, <laughs> I went to – I just, there were, like, three kids in my town that played music. You know, so it's not – if you can't – you know, it's not that hard to be the best out of three. Right. Um, but I just went – I graduated school and I was playing a couple of places, you know, anywhere they could let me play. And I'd walk into restaurants, bars, whatever, which wasn't very many places in my town. And I would say, listen, I'll play a night for free. And if it's terrible, you can tell me to get lost. But if it's good, then, you know, we could talk about you paying me something. And it wasn't much. I mean, it'd be like one hundred and twenty bucks for a three hour set. But I just did that for so long. And then I would kind of move over to the next town. And then, you know, I was playing like, there'd be some weeks where I was playing 10 gigs in a week, just yeah. trying to play as much. Well. It just, it's like the 10,000 hours rule. The 10,000 is not the magic number, but if you're chasing after that, you'll, you'll figure it out.
2: Okay. I don't know the 10,000 hours rule.
3: There's this, there's this kind of rule, uh, that if you, it takes 10,000 hours to master something. Yeah. Um, Which maths out to like basically a full-time job every day for 20 years. Okay. Um, And at 10,000 isn't the number, but if you're chasing 10,000, you might find it at 6,000 or whatever. But if you're chasing after that, then you'll figure it out. You know, something you'll start to master that craft and, that's such a high number and it takes so much that people who if that's not their thing then then they'll find their thing you know
2: yeah i i just hate to see i guess i guess i'm so jaded cuz i've got i've got some friends that that they ended up getting turned off from music they ended up because it broke their heart so much and i've always thought that if they would have went about it a different way like you I remember, I'm not going to say his name, but I remember the light in this guy's eyes when he used to get on stage. And he's not where he wants to be at now. And he's had some bumps in the road and everything. And he's still, like, in his – he's still in his 20s. But you can just tell he's not where he wants to be at, where he thought he'd be. And, like, it's just where it's – hes it's kind of gone out for him. He's not as excited about it as he used to be. And I've always just wondered if if he would have went about it a different way, if he wouldn't have moved to Nashville so early, if he would have tried to do it differently, if he would have been a different road for him.
3: I don't know, man. I guess there's no. It's hard because there's no one way. You always hear about someone finding success in a way that you would have thought was never possible.
4: Yeah.
2: Like, but I don't know.
3: I admire anybody that's got the sand to pack up and go chase something even if it doesn't work out
2: see i think now the way to do it the cost efficient way to do it is through social media like i think that's the way to do it now but also at the same time i think the only knock on that is i think there's a lot of people that don't like the people that blow up off of social media because it's kind of like they didn't pay their dues they didn't have to work hard at it i get why that skinny let me ask you I, i've had this theory about folks and you was on american idol have you ever thought that people was, gave... So was
4: so cameron
2: oh was you i didn't know cameron was on it
4: yeah well
2: how far what? did you how far did you make on it big guy 40 40
3: yeah i thought uh it was kind of one of those where they were like first off if you ever want to Humble yourself real quick. Go look up YouTube comments of anything you've ever <laughs> done on Idol. Dude, mine television.
4: hundred percent. Mine was rough. When I was on American Idol, I went by my real name. And I don't talk about this much, but I went by my real name and my last name is spelled like something very terrible. And I was trending on Twitter for the next three days.
3: Oof. Awful. Well, I can't talk. Then mine wasn't that bad, but yeah, mine was pretty
4: bad. So that's why I went. But I started by a little skinny. So, uh
2: damn. Well, I I hate that. I'll tell you. You told me the the rule of ten thousand. I'll tell you a rule that I learned uh, a long time ago. Don't ever read your comment section, dude. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, I was laying down on the couch reading them, and my fiance, she was my girlfriend at the time, was just like, "What are you doing to yourself? Like, yeah. you know." First off, like, musicians tend to have a similar person. Anyone who does entertainment, anything, tends to have a similar personality type, which is if there's a hundred I love yous and one, like, you suck, then I'm going to be like, um, forget the hundred I love yous or whatever. It's the one, like, go to hell or whatever, you know?
2: Boy, you think y'all are bad. These social media uh, personalities that I have that come on the show, that's got these million plus folks that yeah. f- million followers or whatever. I've never seen people so insecure in my life. Like amazingly good people, amazingly good, wholehearted people, most of them. But they will have 100,000 positive comments, 10 bad ones, and they will only see the 10 bad ones. Yeah. It, it drives them insane. They want to make everyone love them. But I don't think you can be real and everybody can love you. I, I, I just don't think it's possible. Uh, it's probably true. Uh well let, let me ask you what I was getting to while because I didn't know you was also on American Idol though, Cameron. Um do you think or did you ever have any experiences where either one of y'all caught a little bit of shit or slack because y'all kind of started your career off on American Idol or or anything like that? Or because I know like some of the old school guys, they started off in bars and everything like that. Or did y'all start off in bars? I just I just never know because I know I know some of my friends. Don't like how some people have never, ever played a barroom, but they blew up on TikTok and shit, and now they've, they've got record deals.
3: Before I did an Idol, I probably played a 1,000 shows.
2: Okay, so yes, okay.
3: And then when I moved to Nashville, it's funny because when you're on a show like that, you want everyone to know that you're on it until you're off of it. And then people tend to try to separate themselves from it. So I didn't really tell – many people when i got here that i was ever even on the show because it happened before i moved to nashville and it's probably the thing that gave me the courage to even try to move to nashville and in nashville no one cares because you could throw a stick in a room and hit nine people who have done some sort of show
2: i got you what about you
3: so i've I've kind of
4: got interesting. way, you know, me and my dad had hound dogs, and that's why I did kind of professionally for a while with uh, my dad. And so nobody even knew I played music or I played guitar. I've been playing and singing for 10 months. Hadn't played much shows or anything when I made it on American Idol the first time. And, uh, it all, it's a cool story, but it all started over my flat bottom boat is how my whole, this whole music thing is all career. The whole career started over a flat bottom boat, but, uh, so, what happened was we had moved. So, I'm from Nashville, Arkansas, and we moved to Murfreesboro, Arkansas, which people don't know there's a Nashville and Murfreesboro here in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I moved from Nashville, Arkansas to Murfreesboro, Arkansas. And we just got a big place and about 60 acres. And there was this big pond back there, it's about three and a half, four acre, pretty good sized pond. You know, this is normally a lake for Arkansas, but uh, we uh, got this pond and everything. I needed a flat bottom boat to fish it. And this guy had one down the, uh, down the street for $300. And so I'm trying to find a way to get $300 and try to get this flat-bottom boat. And there's this uh, talent show down the road in Hope, Arkansas, at this watermelon festival, and they called it Watermelon Island. I can't make this up. And the grand prize happened to be $300. And if you wanted $300, you got to open up for Sammy Kershaw and uh, all this stuff for the watermelon festival. So happened on a Tuesday. They had a qualifying round. There's uh, 25 people in the talent show, he had to make it to the top five, come back on Saturday to compete for the 300 bucks. I'm like, dude, I got my little Can't You See song over here. Get it kind of cranked up. I'm going to try and win this competition. I've been playing for a few months, thought I was a shit. Walk in there, didn't make the top five. So I'm bummed and sitting there. And Mom's like, well, I thought you might have plans for Saturday, but if you want to, American Idol's having auditions on Saturday. You want to go try that? I said, Mom, if I can't make watermelon auto. I, I can't make American Idol. And uh, I'll be down. We went, and uh, I went through several rounds. And a few months later, we're going through all the stuff, and I end up making on TV show, and went to Hollywood.
2: That's cool. So that's
4: how, that's how my career kind of got started, and it all happened kind of overnight thing. And then it took several years to get back on and get any more things going. And then moving out to Nashville and things started taking off again. But
2: that's cool. I don't think anything. Which I mean, it's an old saying, but Nothing worth having ever comes easy. I, oh. it, it, if stuff if stuff was given to you, it's just not as fucking good, man. It just it just doesn't. I don't know. That's why I think I, we're
3: all supposed to get our teeth kicked in a little
2: bit. I think like. you have to, man. One hundred percent. I I think uh, I think if you didn't know how bad it hurt to lose, you wouldn't know how good it feels to win.
3: Okay. All right, yes. Mister Arrowhead over here.
2: Yeah. Like. <laughs> I I just don't think – I just don't – like, there's been so many times that, you know, you have those really, really shitty days and it just makes you appreciate the good ones so much more.
4: Yeah, I think think Nashville's really big about that. Like, you have your best and worst days within 24 hours. Like, you can be going and have some of the best times of your life and then all of a sudden – Shit will hit you out of nowhere. You're like, damn, I hate this place. Then you come back, oh, I love this place. It's kind of one of those love relationships, you know.
3: So true. You can be like flying high and in the gutter in
2: one day. They just uh, get
4: sucker punched, yeah, out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, I've had a, uh, I've had those moments. Probably not the same way y'all have, but I've definitely had those moments there. <laughs> uh, God, it's it's a, it's a different beast. I've got friends here that I try to explain to them that like. That feels almost an animal. Like it's almost alive. You never know what you're going to get when you go out or during the You just don't ever know. They just don't understand. This is, it, dude, it's, it's damned up there. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, how about we get a song uh, out of each one of y'all if y'all don't mind? I want to kind of yeah. give them a little taste of y'all. Cool. And y'all kind of tell them about this little little riders round type deal real fast. So they got a reason to a little bit more to go look y'all up and uh um go download any of the music and anything that y'all got and stream some shit. Oh yeah.
3: Oh, you want to go first? You want to go first, Cam? Uh you can go first, skinny. I gotta grab a charger so this thing doesn't die. <laughs> All right, but you say
2: well, tell us what you're gonna play and why you're gonna play, or you know, surprise yeah. me. <laughs>
4: This is something new, man. Uh, this is a song I, I ain't played much. I played it for the first time in the Riders Round last night. I wrote it several years ago, and uh, I've kind of put it on the burner and kind of start picking picking it back up. It's Like, man, this song is not as bad as I thought it was. Uh, it's called uh, "Yesterday's Night." I kind of wrote it about kind of having, you know, like we've talked about having bad nights in Nashville, bad nights anywhere. Instead of saying last night, I thought yesterday's night was cool. So that was kind of a cool, play on words. So it's a song I wrote called Yesterday's Night.
0: Riding in the rain of Memphis Not sure why I'm calling. I'll say you because I love you. I'm the one who left anyway Cause I'm too worried about the headache The front door is all the hinges The second ammo gets guitar I'm broken this weekend The bus broke down in Charlottesville I'm too drunk to take the stage I'm too worried about my own life and trying to get over yesterday's night. Well, I'll see you in two days. I'll see you in four weeks. It's been seven damn years. Bet you never thought a single thing about me. But there you are, and here I am. Cause I'm too worried about the headache, front doors, on the hinges. The second damn old guitar I done this weekend. The bus broke down in Charlottesville. I'm too drunk to take the stage. I'm too worried about my own life and trying to get over yesterday's night. Well, I'm just a fool trying to play it cool. While I watch my life go down the drain. Cause I'm too worried about the headache. Front door is off the hinges. The second damn old guitar. I'm broken this weekend. The bus broke down in Charlottesville. I'm too drunk to take. Stay I'm too worried about my own life and trying to get over yesterday's night yeah, I'm selfish in my own rights just trying to get over yesterday's night
2: Son, you got some old blues, man, in you. I, I'll tell you, I love it. I love that yeah. shit,
4: dude. So I uh, I grew up playing on Bill Street when I was 15. So I played blues music while so I did. So
2: yeah, that's uh country music I, I will always love. And it, it is it's right there. But you get some old blues music, man. That is my that that's my favorite. Muddy Waters does something to me.
4: Dude, Howl Wolf, Muddy Waters,
2: John Lee Hooker, all them guys, man. I I love them. Yeah, there's there's something I, I can't explain it. Some blues come on, even when Travis Tripp does the blues. I'm yeah. telling you, there's there's something about a blues guitar or just that, oh it, it 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 either makes me want to cry or do some nasty shit. I don't I can't it also make you feel like you're the baddest motherfucker in the room too. That hey. damn look at them
4: herpes he's talking about blues will give you the herpes
2: boy it'll give you a lot <laughs> it'll make you share them too <laughs> uh, all right choir boy what you got for me in the center over here
3: <laughs> um i wrote the song with scott john white doug johnson and adam wheeler boy. but uh i've had a few heart surgeries um and, like, what, eight months ago, I uh, I almost kind of TKO'd. Um, I was on vacation with my fiancé and her family in Vegas. And on the flight there, I thought uh, I started feeling like crap. But I was already on the plane, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, I bet I got COVID. Um, and and uh, it took a minute to kind of get back and i i basically stayed in the hotel room for like six days but i couldn't sleep or keep food down or you know i couldn't really walk without having to stop and catch my breath and I, we went to care now a few days into it and they're like oh yeah you have pneumonia and uh and then i couldn't keep any of the meds down so i knew we had to leave to go to the hosp or to go to the airport the next day, and um, I was like, maybe we should go to the hospital, and just check, get everything checked out, because I knew I had to walk around for six hours before the flight took off, and I couldn't make it even to the elevator, and uh, so we went in, and I thought they were just going to give me some fluids or something, and they pushed the buttons, and called everybody in and I asked them I was like hey you know when when do I get to head home so I was in the ER and everything and they're like yeah she should have found you dead like in the hotel room and uh I ended up I was there for a week they're trying to get me stable enough to fly to Vanderbilt to they put me on the transplant list and all kinds of stuff and uh I spent a week in Vanderbilt and a week in Vegas and it all ended up shaking out all right but when something like that happens everybody you write with is like let's write about that because that's like perfect ammo for a song you know um but you can only sit and write about that for so long and uh i was with doug and and all them and doug had this hook called one more breath that i thought was really cool and um anyway this is the song we wrote about it mm-hmm.
1: You were holding my hand when the doctor broke the news. And all he promised was he'd do the best that he could do. There must be a reason I'm still here. I look at you, and the reason's pretty clear. I guess one more love song needed to be sung One more shine on you, moon needed to be hung Girl, I thank God that he heard that desperate prayer you prayed And gave me one more breath for you to take away It could have happened to somebody else How lucky could I be It could have taken my whole life To see what you mean to me I came so close to being gone out There ain't no way I'd ever let you go One more love song needed to be sung One more shine on your moon needed to be hung Girl, I thank God that he heard that desperate prayer you prayed gave me one more breath for you to take away. one more first dance needed to be danced one more lucky fool like me needed one more chance Girl, I thank God that He heard that desperate prayer you prayed and gave me one more breath for you to take away. And gave me one more breath.
2: Son, come on, dude. Uh, yeah, I hate you. Oh, dude, that's that's tough there, man. Thanks, bro. I don't know. You and skinny are like yin and yang. This is weird. Like, so uh, it's like a good little angel on one shoulder and a another me on the other.
4: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. What's crazy is, uh, Cameron was the first person I ever wrote with in town.
2: I had no idea. When I asked both of y'all to be on the show, I had no idea y'all even knew each other. Yeah. yeah.
3: Barrett Baber reached out to me because I, I didn't know who he was, but Barrett's from Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, Barrett's an Arkansas celebrity. And, yeah. uh, and he, he just called me and was like, hey, man, I got this kid. You know, I've kind of been keeping track of him. And, uh you know, he probably going to need a friend when he gets to town and he might, he might be something. He's, you know, he said, he's real good. And he said, he reminds me a lot of you. And, uh, and so when skinny got to town, I reached out to him and we, uh, I said, man, if, if this town ever gets to be too much or you want to write a song or whatever, just hit me up and we'll go grab some food or grab a guitar or whatever we need to do.
4: Yeah, man. That's cool, Cameron. Uh, Barrett, Barrett as well, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed to have some really great friends, including you, Josh, man. Just being a dude from small town Arkansas, dude. It's hard to find friends from back home, but when you come out here and be able to find friends that really get you, really understand what you're going through, man. It's nothing better, so. Well,
2: it's it's hard to find genuine people around there, like, dude. man. I, I don't mean to sound like a dick towards some of these people that uh, have hit me up to be on the show. I'll get folks that have never said a word to me before, never have said, hey, at the bar, whatever. They know, like, this show is, like, in the top 1% in the world as far as podcasts go. They know that, like, some some bigger names have been on here. But I'm so picky because this is my baby. Like, I if I don't like you, I don't like your message. I mean, we, we've we got corporate sponsors. We've got local sponsors and everything. Like, This is my job. This is the only thing I do. And I'm very picky about who I have on here. Like the message that's put out into the world because of me and who who uses my platform. And you'll get people dude, that. will just use me or they'll want to, and they'll be like, okay, I'm going to do your show one time. And then we're not going to be friends. I'm not going to answer your text messages and I answer your phone calls or whatever. And I hate those people. And I just, Oh, that's
3: my plan. As soon as this is over, y'all can both go to hell. There you go.
2: No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I like the genuine – you can tell, like, when even me and you talk to the local, Cameron, like, you're a genuine dude. I could tell, like, you. I can kind of tell who's a good person. And Skinny, man, you hit it off, like.
4: This did, my boy.
2: Yeah, I mean, dude, we do. We just hit it off, bro. Like I, I can just tell, man, you can hang out anywhere. And Cameron, I know, I know you don't drink, man, but you're going welcome to have one at 4 o'clock in the morning nights with me uh talking about life whatever yeah, day man, you want to talk anytime. about man um, what's
4: funny is i may have four or five beers in the night but i still just had as good a good time as anybody <laughs>
2: uh well i wish i could be like y'all uh is what is what i'd say because uh i can't do that um i i want to see how much i can drink and i don't know why um, how <laughs> about right. uh how, that's all how about uh, y'all play one more if you got time, and then we'll end it. But, uh, Cameron, you think you can end it on the Halo song?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, man.
2: Is that cool? Yeah, of cool. course. Cool. What you going to do, Skinny? let do something upbeat, I'll say. I feel like this fits your kind of uh, vibe, Josh,
4: do this one. There's a song I wrote called uh, "Blasting Records with my good buddies John Haywood and Walker Wilson.
0: <laughs> Looks like I'm drinking tonight and it's half past three. Ain't got no miss causing baby, you don't let me. My pop said I need to change my attitude. But the skin, it keeps on spinning, so I don't see it happening soon. So let the needle head of full throttle. I'm starting to see the end of this bottle. Blast the records with no old affordability. I got a coat and a crowsy right by my side. Cause brown liquor in no secret stand. A boat 30 acres of my own swamp land. Passing records with an old the fortified. fortified. And target practice on some old school cans. Smoke drifting out of my left hand. Hey, CCR blaring down a green river. I right, just come on, I need to check my liver. Come on with it, come on with it. Oh, let you the needle hit it. Bastion records with a note of got a cold and a cross drive by my side. Brown liquor in the old Sears band. The he says 30 acres of my own swamp plant. That's the records with an old 45, 45. 45. Call up Trudy on the telephone, listen to Jameis singing lonesome song, come on fancy don't let me down, Stevie Ray's walking on the rope now, come on boys don't let her cry, Jody's singing them bye bye bye. Thirty and in the hole, old time rock and roll. Well, Give me the beat boys and save my soul. Bastard well, records written an old Ford and five. I got a cold and a Crosley right by my side. A brown liquor in a old singer's band. Forty acres, thirty acres of my old swampland. land. Fortify.
1: Fortify.
2: Fortify.
1: Fortify.
2: yeah. Me and you couldn't have no damn fun together, son. <laughs> 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 Woo! you tough, hell, one, boy. I like that, son.
4: Yeah, thank you, brother. I appreciate
2: that. Oh, boy. Now we, uh... Dude, and skinny, you are. You're a tough dude. I I hated it forever a second in that studio that night at Bobby's. I was like, I'm not gonna like this kid. <laughs> I I hate I ever thought that because I love you now. That's my I love. You. I love you. Yeah, um,
4: we're going we got many uh, crazy nights and shenanigans waiting to happen.
2: Oh yes, sir, yes, sir. I got to get both of y'all down to Georgia, y'all. Hey, oh, anytime you uh, anytime, you say you know, when, man. I, anytime you want to come down, and hey, uh. Anytime y'all need, uh, the, I guess, how would you put this? Any work tapes or demos or anything done? It's on me. Y'all just come on down.
4: I, I appreciate that, man. Save, I mean,
2: a, okay. sa- save a little bit of money.
4: Yeah. Love it.
2: All right, Cameron, what's your uh, – oh, I know what you're going to end on. Tell him, uh, tell him about this. One. Guys, before he plays it, this one is the one I was telling you about earlier. Today. As soon as he started playing it, Lee Tucker told me to shut the hell up and listen. It It caught my attention, something awful
3: uh this song you know it still kind of leans into the heart thing uh but this song kind of started because i was in key west and uh and i was on a moped and i got hit by a minivan which is not not the story you want to tell anyone you want to be like i was on a harley and i got hit by a dump truck and uh but i got hit and i had just enough time to go like shit this is gonna hurt you know um Cause the guy had run a red light and I tried to just throttle it, but it's a moped. So I throttled it and nothing happened. Um, and then I was like, man, um, someone was like, boy, you sure are burning through those lives. And I was like, shit. Um, and, uh, and we had already started a different song and I had this line in it. And we, uh, I started this song with a girl named Peyton Taylor, who's, really, really talented, and we decided uh, to bring in Scott Sean White, who is one of my best friends and a mentor of mine in town, and he'll be a groomsman in my wedding, and uh, we brought him in on it, and we were just sitting there, and we couldn't really figure out the right way to write the title, and then we were looking at that line, and we're like, man, maybe that's that's something, and I uh, I have this tattoo on my arm that says fear not it's a little bracelet that uh when i had my second heart surgery i was 13 and my mom and i went to this place called sky ranch which is this like kind of christian high adventure camp kind of thing and they had a mother-son weekend so we went and did all these like you know zip lining and rock climbing and like a pendulum swing and like all these things and we got these bracelets and it was like our kind of give it to god kind of weekend and, uh, and they just kept breaking, so when I was 19, I got it tattooed, and I was just sitting there with the guitar in my hand, and I was like, I got a Bible verse tattoo that I really ought to read, and, uh, and without missing a beat, Scott went, uh, in a rain check for church, I need the cash, and then we were kind of off to the races. So this is by Halo.
1: got a bible verse tattoo that i really ought to read and a rain check for church i need to catch i played poker with the devil holding nothing but a pair of threes i pushed my luck to luck up and pushed me I burned through my nine lives by 25, kept my arm apace and praying all night. Took the best of the rest of her younger days, I'm the reason she's going gray. I've had second chances by the 100s Guys got gotta be up there wondering which one of these close calls I'm gonna take. My angels flying fast as he can go. And now I'm hanging on by a low. Hanging on by a low. I'm trying to build back the bridges that I sent up in smoke. And take back all that venom that I spit. I'm owning up to things I should've owned up too long ago. It's gonna take more grace than most folks can give. I burned through my nine lives by 25. Kept my own pace and praying all night. Took the best of the rest of my younger days. I'm the reason she's going gray. If second chances by the hundreds, guys gotta be up there wondering which one of these close calls I'm gonna take. Cause my angel's flying fast as so he can go. And I'm hanging on by head Hanging on by Halo. Burn through my nine lives by 25. Kept Mama pace and praying all night. To the best of the rest of my younger days. I'm the reason she's going gray. I've had second chances by the hundreds, guys has got to be up there wondering, it's one of these close calls I'm going to take. Cause my angels flying fast he can go, now I'm hanging on by a halo, hanging on by a halo. By that i really are it don't rain check the church i need to catch
2: son
3: thank you i'm out of tune guitar
2: <laughs> well if that's what you play an tune guitar sounding like i'm fucked <laughs> <laughs> i ain't never gonna learn
3: thank you for having us on
2: yeah thank you man it has been a pleasure Hey, anytime dude uh one of the things that uh i really really want to do uh is ever since i started going to riders rounds uh, a couple years ago i just i see people that are so talented that i just i don't think it's fair that i have a a big platform and i shouldn't share people like y'all um like you got some folks that all they want to share is and I, and trust me, I like Luke Combs just as much as the next guy, Eric Church. They don't need it. You know, they, they they don't need a big platform. They're already there. They got their own. Like, I think that it's stupid that, you know, there's 400,000 people that follow me on shit. There's 200,000 people that listen to this monthly. Like, it, it's stupid to me. I don't understand it. Especially when y'all actually have a real talent, and all I do is talk shit and make STD jokes. <laughs> like, it's, it, does, it doesn't make I sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense.
3: Herpy. Uh, yeah, herpes. needs attention like a good STD, Jeff.
2: I know, right? Uh, I just don't
3: want you to jinx me over here, Josh.
2: Hey, trust me, you're jinxed yourself, sir. Uh, uh, hey, look, I've already told uh, – I've already said it so many times. The good Lord knew not to give me any musical talent. He knew not to make my fat ass be able to sing because I promise you I would be one of those stories you hear about. Like, I would I would have 18 children already. There's not – I promise you, every city I would go to, I'd done got my ass divorced about four or five times. You, I, prom- I could not have been a good man if I could sing.
3: <laughs> Honesty is a good policy. I respect that.
2: I just – I know I'd been a piece of shit. <laughs> there have been a lot of love songs, but I don't know if that would have been true or not. <laughs> or to the same person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd have told them. I'd have told each and every one of them that that one song was about them. This That's one's the-
4: about Becky, Bethany, Brittany, and all of the others.
2: <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, but no, but no, like I wanna I wanna put people out there that uh first writers round I ever went to was Kristen Kelly, and I know yeah, like he yeah. played with Kristen a little bit, and it was to say something she- worth saying. Uh,
3: she gave me that guitar. I was just playing.
2: Oh no shit. <laughs> yeah yeah. And uh, the first night that I went and saw one it was when say something Worth saying had got to number 13 uh, on iTunes. And it was when my was there sh- that night, no shit. And, yeah. it, and it was when my show was ranked number 73 in the world at the time. So I was celebrating and uh, I, I met her and uh, Ashley McBride that night. And I'm a huge Dylan Carmichael fan. And uh, I think Aaron Lewis was there that night too. Uh, there might've been another night. He was there, but, I just, when I, I heard her kind of explain to say something worth saying that night, it kind of struck a nerve with me. And then she was on the show not long after that. That's how I got hooked up with Baden and everybody because uh, Lee Tucker, the guy that's like my big brother's friends with all them. And uh, people that actually have, and I'm not going to say talent because I think there's a lot of really talented folks up there. But I think real country music and not just the the shallow type of music the stuff that doesn't have a message to it that's the stuff i grew up on that's the stuff that made me love country music that's the stuff that makes me passionate about hearing a song a song that'll make you laugh cry or whatever something actually has a meaning to it and uh, when you hear something like either one of y'all just played like whether it was skinny making me want to go get a damn whiskey drink right now or you making me want to go to church like that's what music is uh i'm not the biggest i'm not a fan of pop country at all. Uh I don't knock anybody that has a do pop country, but I think it took away from the meaning of what I think country music is or real music anyway. And so whenever I can help put you guys out there, that's what I want to do. So don't don't ever thank me, thank you for making the music that you do. And
3: yeah, that means a lot. You've been so nice since the first time. I think skinny and I both have gotten so lucky with just immediately From day one in town, being surrounded by good, nice people who, I mean, Vaden has, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: I mean, I can, I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. He has stood up for me or, you know, kind of defended. I call Vaden and Kristen, my Nashville aunt and uncle. (laughs) um, Uh, I'm just uh, Scott, Sean, white. All these people have been such good, kind people barrett blue foley terry joe box uh there's a million people i'm leaving out but just made yep. sure that we're okay and and taking us under their wing you
2: know
4: mm-hmm.
2: well anything i can ever do to help like i said i ain't i don't care whether somebody's a star or whatever i think there's a lot of p- potential in both of y'all uh but i just love the message that you put out there so uh, drop you drop y'all social media links again and uh if anybody anything that they have streaming i'm sure both of y'all have stuff on itunes and spotify and everything if uh if y'all are listening to this go download all of their stuff go stream all of their stuff um but y'all drop your social media handles again and uh then we'll get the hell out of here yeah man
4: so uh once again y'all can find me at LIL Skinny. any platform besides twitter y'all can find me on there and uh i'm the one with long-haired white guy with a guitar, that's me, and uh, y'all can find me. Also, if you're ever in Nashville, I do have a house gig at Losers in Midtown every Friday and Saturday, 6 to 10, with a full band. Y'all can watch me if you're vacationing in Nashville. So,
2: And if uh, if you don't see him there, you can find him at the Davison County <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dave- Davidson
4: County Health Department. Yeah, shout out to
3: Davidson County. If he's got one of your kids, those are your two. <laughs> you got a kid that looks a little too much like him.
2: What? What's that? What's that Kid Rock song? Uh, I'm a low life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah, yeah. wh- kid,
4: rock- <laughs> yeah, kid Rock song do we need? I don't no.
2: He's got kids that he's never seen, and they moms are seventeen. He's a low life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck
4: off, Josh. Uh,
2: your next American Idol is. Uh, little skinny america's choice yeah (laughs) you know what if literally literally if the supreme court could see you they'd make abortion illegal again i made it legal
4: again (laughs) Uh, Damn, you make me sound like a bad person i ain't had any hookups in nashville damn
2: i really just hope you're a lot like me but talented uh, <laughs> all right, Cameron, please end this on us going to heaven instead of me and Skinny going to hell. We're going straight Uh-oh. to hell.
3: <laughs> going straight to the hell department.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. It's Cameron Havens underscore on everything but
2: Twitter. Uh, man, dude,
3: thank you so much. Anytime, brother.
2: God. Anytime.
3: Love you, brother.
2: And, hey, I love you, too, man, Uh, both of y'all. Hey, anytime, too, y'all remember this, anytime you have a song coming out or whatever, that week or a couple weeks before you let me know, uh, I do it with everybody that's been on the show. That's one of my buddies. We will have you back on the show, even if it's not for a full episode, and we will help you promote it uh, just to help you get it out there. Thank you, brother. Anytime, dudes. All right, boys, well, I'll catch you later. Y'all have a good day, and uh, I'll see y'all soon. Yes, sir. See y'all, boys. And thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. I will catch y'all next time.